the whole process is, yeah, it's grueling, it's hard, but it, you wouldn't have it any other way. And I think for everyone, whether it's like painting or fishing or being a tradie or running your own little TV show, you know, like everyone's like, oh, why are you even doing that? And you have no idea why, but for some reason you wake up and you're like, ding, this is what I want to do. And I just listen to myself in any given moment. I've always done that. I've never wanted to think, oh, I can't do that. Like, no, if I want to do something, I'm just going to figure out and find a way and sacrifice or, you know, put in some other hard work in, in something else that leads back to me doing whatever my soul is just screaming out to do, you know? If you've been looking for the perfect t-shirt line, Inspire Tees Co. has you covered. They offer a line of awesome Christian and American-themed tees for the whole family. Whether you want cool t-shirts that express who you are or want to spread awareness with shirts like their new breast cancer tee, they have something for everyone. You can also shop their Military Veterans American Tees, and with every purchase from that collection, they're going to donate 15% of the profits to the Wounded Warrior Project. Make sure to visit their website, inspiredteesco.myshopify.com. Ty, you're a former LFL football star, model, MMA, Muay Thai fighter. Now you're going to make your MMA, or excuse me, bare knuckle debut for BKFC there in December. Super pumped to have you on the show. Thank you for your time. Cheers so much. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, you got the resume right. Every dot point. Very nice. (laughs) I try. Yeah. I'd love to go back with my guests. Like, where did you grow up? What was childhood like for you? Okay, I grew up in a small town called Gladstone, central Queensland. So we're just a heavy industry t- like town. So we've got the coal refineries, we've got the gas in pipeline. Uh, we're the largest port in the summer, southern hemisphere. So our like Queensland Rail, uh, you know, we're doing so much export of um, refineries and all your natural resources from Australia because that's what we mostly export. Um, so yeah, that's sort of my upbringing was. When I was there, when we were, when I was growing up, like it was just, you could ride on your bike. You know, my summers were just riding on my bike everywhere with my friends, riding to the town pool, thinking you were like the shit doing that. And yeah, just like growing up and everyone's like a blue collar worker. Um, So, you know, the whole town is, and I guess my whole upbringing really was a bit more, I guess, hard ass, if you could say, but also, like, the, just the stereotypical Australian as well. So I, like, feel now that I've started traveling the world, I feel, like, even more proud because at least I got to be, like, a, I feel like a good true representation of, a like, a good Aussie because I'm also half Maori. So, you know, we've all, you know, we, we were the Anzacs, Australia and New Zealand uh, fought beside each other in, in the war. So I think it's kind of funny that, um, you know, we've got a little half-breed mongrel kid like representing both cultures and I feel like I've I feel like even yeah growing up in Australia being a Maori um you know I've really got to take on like the best of both so yeah I bring my upbringing was just super small town um adopted out I lived with uh different like homes I went through two different adopted homes um when I think it was like 14 or 15 so I was like older going through that just I didn't want to change countries for for my high school education years um and even saying that like I had a good I had a really good life like a lot of bad shit happened but I I really feel like I'm I can like I can proudly say I got to turn that stuff around and 
and like yeah I can be able to use I guess these beautiful platforms for one to show that people can conquer anything and and two like there's really no limitations there's no limitation and also like there's no motherfucking excuses I hate when people like and I think in my head I'm like well I probably gotta chip off my fucking shoulder but get in there and do some fucking hard work and you can get out of it um so yeah he that was Gladstone. So yeah, Gladstone in a nutshell, blue collar, blue collar worker. <laughs> I, I think I saw you say one time, like there's so much character building through the process. And, and obviously Dude. that process, you've been like, you know, what does that mean for you? Um, it's been like the process for me is like, you can never just like skip straight to the end, you know, because then you're still that same person. You're, you know, you're that same person who's winning. And you're, I think through all the, the process and the, and the growth, like you're either finding yourself and then losing or you're finding yourself and winning. And even in the losing, as long as you're learning, you're still winning. So I'm, yeah, of course, everyone has sad days or whatever, but like really, <laughs> this is, yeah, this has been such a big thing for me to be able to just, yeah, stay on this sort of path. I think a lot of people think fighting is, you know, Thanks, Conor McGregor, for making us look like fucking superstars. But people, like, until they emphasize the fact that he, you know, was a plumber or something or everyone else, like, you sleep on couches, you sleep at coaches' houses, you sleep in your car. Like, I've had some fucking crazy stories where even in those moments, I'm, like, thinking, why am I even doing, like, why am I doing this? I can literally quit and go back to being an electrician or a thermographer or, you know, at any moment I could, I could do that. But I think for, for something in myself, like that's not what makes me happy. I always have to just enter this magnet or this call that's inside myself. And I think that's a part of the process too, was I, there was moments that I thought, Hey, should I just like, is this going to happen? But even if it was to never happen, maybe that was just my journey. And that's what I always believed in. I always believed in the journey of it and the growth of it. And um, I guess in the end, when you, you get that call, you, then you can finally be like, don't everyone was good. Yeah. You know, like celebrate for yourself. Like, I guess that's the, you know, that's the ego side. But outside of that, the whole process is, yeah, it's grueling. It's hard, but it, you wouldn't have it any other way. And I think for everyone, whether it's like painting or fishing or being a tradie or running your own little TV show, you know, like everyone's like, oh, why are you even doing that? And you have no idea why, but for some reason you wake up and you're like, ding, this is what I want to do. And I just listen to myself in any given moment. I've always done that. I've never wanted to think, oh, I can't do that. Like, no, if I want to do something, I'm just going to figure out and find a way and sacrifice or, you know, put in some other hard work in, in something else that leads back to me doing whatever my soul is just screaming out to do, you know? Um, so I think that's a part of the process is, yeah, just finding that balance within yourself and finding that fight. Right. Oh man. And you mentioned you were a former electrician. So how did you go from electrician to model to LFL to fighter? Like, what was that? Cra- that seems like a crazy journey you went on there. I honestly, I think so much because here I was, I was doing like magazine modeling. I was getting printed in, in Australia, getting flown. This is when we were getting like flown around, putting in first class hotels. Everything was specifically designed for you, for you in that shoot. And then, you know, that was such an exciting thing. I would wake up at like 4.30 a.m. because I had to be on job site by 7. And I would 
flog it down to like the new, like to the where all the newspapers and stuff are sold, buy my little magazine and be like, <laughs> and be straight back at work. And you know, one thing that kept me grounded and really earthed was being an electrician. Um, so I'd be digging trenches and crawling through ceilings and just having like rat dust and like, ugh, like you name it. And it's been just like either in my mouth, in my eyes while I'm trying to like, like fit off anything. Um, and I guess the bounce around for that was it, it came like the modeling, obviously it's like your looks, but I have a confidence within myself. And I always knew that I've never spewed up my food. I've always eaten healthy. I've had, I live a healthy lifestyle. And I was always just so proud of, you know, I was always just so proud of being feminine and masculine at the same time. So um, I also wanted it to keep me balanced because I'm super girly, but obviously here I am doing this men's trade. So I just loved having, I guess, something that kept me feel, it made me feel alive, you know. Um, yeah. But the electrician thing just came about because uh, I really just wanted to be able to look after myself forever and be able to do whatever I wanted. And obviously being, I was one of the first female electrical contractors and the first female thermographer in the world. So literally to me growing up, I was like, how am I going to do this? Like, how am I going to, how am I going to make my life better? How am I going to do this? And I thought I'm going to make some man money, you know, like that was always it. I'm going to make man money. I'm going to be the man. I'm going to look after me. I'm going to be the man. So I guess that's what made me think. I'm like, well, what do men do? And then I thought, okay, they're electricians. Lucky for me, I was a straight A student. So, you know, that really kind of helped. And, and science is just one thing that I sort of like fell into. Funnily enough, I actually nearly failed the electrical part of science. I think it was like in year 10. And I remember we had to wire up this little house on a, on a cardboard. And I remember nearly failing because it was just parallel, um, parallel circuits and series circuits. And I remember going, I'm never going to be an electrician anyway. And I remember pausing in that moment. And I'm like, I think I just cursed myself because... Why, you know, you just have those little moments where you're like, yeah. hmm. but so I think just jumping around all of that is, I've just got all of that, like just jumping around inside my head. So I yeah. just, anything that I can adapt things that I really enjoy. And I, I think that's just what everybody kind of does. You just gravitate towards those, you know, those things. And luckily for me, I just have a, I've always had this crazy good luck, you know, like no matter what, just some sort of lucky thing just comes about and I get this opportunity like why would you ever say no to being flown around doing stuff with like the Supercross and Chad Reed or being be the centerfold of a you know of a magazine yep. and then at the same time why would you ever say no to an electrical apprenticeship of of any sorts as as well as football all I did was get asked some of my one of my girlfriends Cody she was like come on down we need players and I remember just going down there and thinking, hell yeah, I played footy my whole life, you know, which I did. I literally played football. Football was my first toy. Okay. So I'm, you know how you just think so cliche and you're like, yeah. people would be like, oh, I was singing and dancing in front of the family, you know, since forever. <laughs> I literally, a football was my first toy. Okay. So I guess like football is just like in the blood and um, yeah. That's I always awesome. think someone else would dream like, you know, I get to do things that people just dream of or like, I don't know. And I think there's such like beauty in being able to do that where you understand like, yay, goddamn blessed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's awesome. Like, I mean, I think that there is some luck, but you're also like an extremely hard worker. I have this quote on my wall. It says success finds those that are too busy to look for it, you know, and like True. you're out there working your butt <laughs> off and, you know, doors are open and that's so awesome. 
like I mentioned, I mean, you're going to be making your BKFC debut here in December. What was the motivation behind making that transition from MMA Muay Thai to, to bare knuckle? And then what are you most excited about for this debut? I'm most excited about it because I, I really feel that with bare knuckles, it's such a new sport. And then like getting to approach it as like it's new, this new project, I feel like it's a bit more like footballer. And I feel like it, I honestly feel like it's been made for me. And I thought the same thing when I became a linebacker in the LFL, because in the LFL, it's seven man aside. So it's a faster game, which is different to American, you know, traditional American football. Yeah. And growing up, I played seven man aside tag football which is a speed based game so also being rough like I grew up also playing Red Rover where I would just smash fucking fools you get me like <laughs> you were eight years old and you're calling these people out and you're smashing fools at 7 30 a.m before going into class so I think with bare knuckles I really just feel like I've been I'm being able to adapt like what my like what my really strengths are which is good heavy hands, but also real fast. Like I've got real fast feet, real fast hands. And I use that as a linebacker. And I feel like that's going to be able to be used like within this sport as well. Um, and also from being a linebacker, we would be just two foot away from, from someone and then it's on. So it literally feels like that when I've started, you know, going toe the line and you're just this close. And I, I just kind of think, yes, yeah. this is just, it has this element of football. It has this element of just real, like there's something so more real about it. And I think my sort of high vibing, like character and frequency that I'm always like, Rah! I think in, in that sort of like environment, it's, it's a place that I can be allowed to sort of flourish because there's, of course, of course there's a rule set, but being able to just use your own athleticism in that rule set is where it's going to be so exciting to like, see it kind of go down also like obviously you can tell I'm probably a little bit you know I'm a little bit rough and I yeah I am hard working so I think for this like the exciting part is is I don't know I've had so many girls just try me all the time and I you know there is such you have to be more at peace like you can't fuck with someone when they've already found peace and you can't fuck with someone when they know who they are and they yeah. know where they're going and yeah. I always repeat that to people I'm like I know who I am and I know where I'm going, you know? So I'd have people try me in all the time for the longest part. I feel like I manifested this because the longest part, I'm just like, motherfucker, like we're not going to be fighting Muay Thai because they asked me, oh, you know, if you were to just have a fight, would, would you probably just take them to ground, you know, since you do MMA? And I said, if we're going to have a fight, hypothetically, ladies, I said, I'm going to walk out to the fucking car park and take my fucking gloves off. Because this is not a Muay Thai rule sanctioned fucking fight. Like you want to throw hands, then let's be big girls and throw hands. And then you kind of see people be like, Muay Thai so psycho. And you think, I'm not psycho. I'm just like, why don't we make it even? Like, yeah, you get me? Right. So right. I think oh. this, yeah, this is real. Like these are real. And I think, I think for everyone, like we have our own vibration that even comes out of our hands. So I think that's such a cool thing to be literally just be so raw and naked with our like, bah, bah, bah. like that's fucking awesome. Yeah. You know, like I just think it's such a new game and it's, there's so many like new openings that can be applied from anything. I, I don't know. I just, I really, I'm really excited. So for me, honestly, it, it didn't even, 
they approached me and I literally said, because I just had enough, I was like, oh, fuck off, mate. Like, yeah. kind of, you know, hung up. I just didn't even believe it because within the last few weeks, I was like, I know that I want to do bare knuckle fighting. And I was like, fuck yeah, that's what I want to do. I was like, yes. <laughs> um, and then for them to just like ring me up and call me, I thought, these people have me on. They got like literally fucking having me on. Someone from America is just like fucking with me um because i this is what i've wanted i think it's a it's a new sport it's a growing sport um you can see where i guess the trends of marketing and when they're bringing in set people within the ufc or bellator or you know and and there's a lot of fighters that are coming over to bare knuckle so to be someone like of course i'm coming from football but as a fighter i haven't been labeled under one you know one name yet so totally. for me it's just exciting to fight, come on the scene and just be ty emery like bare knuckle fighting championship fighter you know um yeah. i get to be a part of like the growth of the women's division which is what i'm honestly all about like my whole life has been just about showing like that we can do we can fucking do everything too you know so Absolutely. i'm excited like yeah i'm excited about being able to build just like yeah that women's division and I don't know. I'm just going to excited. Hey guys, this episode is sponsored by Tranquil Turtle Massage. Tracy over there, the founder, she's a small town girl from Montana, loves God, loves her family, loves her friends, loves working out, fishing, and camping. She has a passion for helping those in need and enjoys being creative with woodworking, crocheting, healthy baking, pottery, and cooking. Look, she began her massage journey back in 2010 where she graduated from massage school up in Anchorage, Alaska. She specializes in her signature massages, the Hanu Infusion and the Hanu Ashiatsu, as well as the Gua Sha and Manual Lymphatic Drainage. If you're looking for a massage specialist and someone who could get you feeling good, go see Tracy down at Tranquil Turtle Massage. And while you're there, check out CDA Microblading, offering Coeur best tattoo brows, plasma fibroblast, tightening, and PMU services right there in the heart of downtown Coeur Make sure you book your appointment at pnwmobilemassage.com. And you talked about this, but there's like this big transition from like guys that are and gals that are fighting in MMA or, you know, Bellator UFC, that they're transitioning this bare knuckle thing. Why do you think that is? I really think it's about the support that's coming back from the promotions. I, I, for me, like I got to be in a lot of cool positions, um, helping people in camps, um, because I'm really good with recovery and I'm good with my hands and good with like helping and working on uh, a lot of injuries and things like that. Um, as well as just like putting myself out there to just learn everything from the inside. And one thing that really always kind of kind of come across was they didn't feel looked after or seen or like they were really they felt a part of the family and then they loved it and then they you can see this almost like bitterness for some fighters when you know they realize that they're just a number and of course that's with any job with any job in the whole world like even with queens and rail it was ty emery 862268 you get me like everyone's everyone's got a number but for bare knuckles, you can see that I guess they're just trying something different. And I think the excitement, everybody's, ex- everyone wants a fucking challenge, dude. Like yeah. eventually people who are competitors, like want that thrill. Like, um, I know that kind of sounds crazy, but for maybe for them, they've, they want that brand new adrenaline rush. Like give me the new drug, you right. know, like yeah. that's, and that's just the truth. I think they're chasing a different high. And I think, um they're the same there's something a little bit more raw about 
about like this show um yeah. and i think it's super hype like it's definitely got that whole more entertainment aspect i feel like it's you know it's right now the fastest growing sport in the world and yeah. i think that says something people want to be a part of something cool you yep. know people want to be a part of history and that's just the way of the warrior every warrior wants their name remembered they don't you know they don't give a shit about anything else like they want like legacy people want legacy yeah did i also read that you're making your debut for lingerie fighting championship soon or <laughs> yeah i am so i those guys hit me up and i just think it's just the funniest like i think it's the funnest little show i think yeah. um yeah what some of my girlfriends all involved and i thought oh is this fake as hell anyway when i got to go to one of them obviously i'm someone being in the lfl there's a lot of motorboating there's a lot of like get your tips up Obviously, that's locker room tie. That's yeah. locker room tie who's only allowed out sometimes. But um, I feel like when I got to be in that crowd, like I could just be jumping in VIP on the couches being like, yeah, Teddy's out for sure, you know? And yeah. I know some people would be like, oh my God, disgusting. Yeah, but whatever floats your boat, Mary, like not everyone wants, you know, fucking to watch Wimbledon and I love Wimbledon but sometimes I want to watch some girls in lingerie fighting um it's exciting it's fun and they have like fun reality tv shows and um cool podcasts and it's just a, it's like got that mix of like the wrestling like people I guess yeah um it's just different exciting and they honestly they pay better than some fight promotions so why are you going to say no to what I think the rounds are like one minute rounds. Okay. You know, you're walking out with one minute rounds and just, it's still cage time. It's still something fun. Um, And then it's also like, for me, I see it as a way to also, I guess, be in front of the camera and make that something more normal. Um, Sure. Allow it to become more normal in, in learning to just be yourself in every moment. And in that one, you can be yourself just on steroids. Like that's, you get me like that's that's like a cool it's like a fun school side project yes you know it just keeps you active it keeps it fun yep now fighting is is like such a physical sport but it's also such a mental sport like how do you prepare mentally for your fighting um for me really dude i'm such like a deep person and some days i'm gonna feel every like i said like i'm gonna feel every single emotion under the sun and i still think there's growth in being able to you know people could be like stop crying and I'm just like finished sparring and I'm like they're like you had a good round I'm like I'm not crying because of that I'm crying just because I'm feeling and I don't really understand why but even through those moments I'm just like at least I'm alpha enough to not give a fuck that I'm crying because I'm still going in there and and I'm feeling and what's the shame in feeling like within ourselves like this is my spaceship so if I'm gonna ride in my spaceship um okay so this is a mutant term gene is a phoenix like that's one of her mutant powers and when she turns into just like straight phoenix the phoenix really like they talk about in this uh, as a mutant coming into a human body to feel emotions and the emotions being like drugs and the and the emotions is is like the strongest powers of the universe so these entities or whatever are, are coming from like somewhere else but i really like obviously I grew up in comic books so to me like that kind of hit home like to be human is to feel and I think sometimes whether it's been all these weird stereotypes or like I don't know what kind of happened to us as humans we have to hide certain things 
And I think, I don't know, there's such a powerful thing in just being able to feel like whatever you're feeling. Um, so for me, like preparing for that, it's one, knowing that I have to make sure that I've got people that are supportive around me. Um, for me, like I just need to be my normal wild self, which I'm, be, you know, given terms, I'm going to be like, I'm going on a three-day bender. Adios, boys. <laughs> like, because I'm just so straighty 180 when it comes down to everything else where I've got you know, my food labeled, it's in a row. Like, so I think for me, I just have to stay my normal wild self because I didn't grow up in normal circumstances. So for someone else, they're like, oh, why are you doing this? Just settle down. And I'm like, I cannot settle down. That is not who I am. You yeah. know, so as long as I think for me, I'm just being true to myself, whether, and that's just like feeling whatever the fuck I'm feeling like in that moment. Um, because when it comes to shove, like some of the Muay Thai fights, okay. Like I had no idea how I was feeling until all of a sudden, like the music starts. And then all of a sudden I'm feeling like stuff from my ancestors. Like, so I'm Maori, like, so all of a sudden I'm feeling like this different sort of energy take over me being like ignited through this music of traditional, like Muay Thai music. And so in that moment, just by being able to be completely feel and centered is such a meditative thing that once yeah. the fight began, it was like instant flow state for me where I was just like in my head kind of going, whoa, go buddy. Look at you do some awesome shit. Like, whoa, whoa, how are you pulling this off? You get me? Like, yeah, I don't oh, know. Yeah. I think that's an awesome thing just to feel human. So yeah, I don't know. That's how I really prepare for each one of my fights is I know that I have to be slugging it out and training fucking hard. And I enjoy just like someone being the shittest person in the fucking room, you know, like there's yeah. something so cool knowing that I'm gaining something from, you know, from these people around me, not obviously not bashing my head in. There's like a fine line, but having the right people around who are pushing you and they're pushing you because they know they can see the potential that you have. Um, so yeah, making sure like all of those are in place. I think that's like just super important as they say, from football, they said, like, what happens on the field, it happens off the field. And they, you know, coming into martial arts, they have that same saying, like, what happened, what's going on on the mat is happening, like, what's going off the mat. Same as what is happening on the inside is also happening on the outside. Um, so I think just making sure that each part of, like, those things are balanced and you're going in there clear-minded, like, I know. I think that's the way to flow state. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. I love it. So good. I wanted to transition to some fun questions here. I've got these things called pod decks. It's just random questions. I'll, I'll just pull one out here and hopefully it's not a flop, but we'll see how it goes here. Uh, this was interesting. If you were to die tomorrow, what little thing would you regret not doing? Nothing. I fucking do whatever I want and everything that I want. I've never lived for what ifs. I yes. never live for what ifs and yeah. I've never not done like nothing just because of whatever. There's never been anything like absolutely anything. Um, yeah. I'm pretty at peace with all that. I love think. It. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I'm a big music guy. So love to ask a question. Like what's the favorite type of music for you? Or do you have a favorite band that you like to listen to? Um, okay. I can go from listening to like house techno to some country music, to like all like old school, like system of a down and stuff. Um, I think if you put all the characters in a room, that's my music taste, people would be like, 
why the fuck are the Spice Girls here? You get me? Like, <laughs> yeah, totally. you, it just, I might, honestly, my taste just goes from like one end of the spectrum all the way to the others. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know, whatever gets my brainwaves going is what I'm really super like just connected to. But I love to dance, dude. Okay. I love it. Yeah, very cool. I wanted to also give you an opportunity to give a shout out to teammates, coaches, sponsors, anything like that. Uh, bare knuckle management obviously introduced us and very thankful for that and but i wanted to give, yeah, you, just give a shout out to anybody uh just thanks to the boys thank you for david feldman like um from bare knuckle fighting championship like finding me and to all those boys like finding me and giving me a go um all the att and team octopus guys back in america cabrini jiu-jitsu all the extreme guys like anyone i've ever fucking slept on their couch growing up anyone who's given me some food like you know, all those small things count. Um, huge shout out to uh, Phuket Fight Club here in Thailand for giving me a six-month sponsorship and giving me, yeah, six months to get on my feet. And 100%, like, cheers to everyone here in Powerhouse. It's the boys care. Like, our trainers, like, really care. You, you know, I fucking love my team. I think um, being able to have somewhere where you can flog it out every day and people, like, and their respect, like, that's such a huge thing. Um, and then, of course, like, shout out to to my mouth guard sponsors to leanne to my little sister tani um i'm sure there's like a million people who i'm like probably you know should do but also just anyone in the future who's going to allow me just to walk into the gym like gym to learn something and to anyone who gives me their time to to teach me something that you know money can't pay for that you can pay someone to to coach you but it doesn't mean that they're going to give you you know like the little the salts. Yes. Stuff. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, Ty, it's such an honor to have you on my show. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day and, and jumping on. Your story is unbelievable. You're an absolute world changer. Thank you so much for taking the time. <laughs> thank you. Cheers heaps for having me on. Solid bid. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. <laughs> going on thank you so much for watching the show i really appreciate it hey i just wanted to do a quick introduction if you've not seen my show or you don't know the services that i offer i wanted to drop them to you right now one i do voiceover work so if you're looking for a voiceover person to cover your motivational videos or maybe it's kickstarter videos or whatever it is let me know i'm more than happy to help you out there i also work with brands on brand and product videos so they'll send me their products to do reviews or box openings let me know. I'd love to work with you on your product as well and hope you get that product out there. I also love to be able to share my story. So if I can make an impact on one person at your next speaking engagement, let me know. I love to talk about my story. I love to talk about how our past does not define our future and morning routines and being consistent, how to be around those successful people that are just going to lift you up. Let's chat about having me speak at your next event. And let's make it happen. Again, thank you so much for checking out this show. Check out ericgallonmedia.com. Really appreciate your time. Have an awesome day.